Hey, I'm Mark. I'm Ben. We're from the Lonely H. And you listen to Northwest Convergence Zone. This is Jason. And this is Mike. And we're from the Legend of Bigfoot. And this is the Northwest Convergence Zone. This is Evan. This is Jake. And this is Justin from the Big Wheel Stunt Show. And you, we, whatever. Let's take this <laughs> off. And you, we. And you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone? Yeah. Okay. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Welcome to our little corner of the podcast world. We are the little podcast that could. want to thank everybody for tuning in last week. We had a really good time. Was it a good week for everybody? You got everybody have a good week? Yeah, yeah it's been All right. good. Uh, Big D here with you as always. And of course, my man to the right, the big mound of sound, Big Joe. Yeah, hello everybody. As always, greetings and salutations from the man cave here in the city of the 3-4 defense. <laughs> Tacoma, Washington. Football is among us. And amongst us. Yeah, it's yes. right there, isn't it? It's, Preseason's it's going. I'm uh, liking it. College in fact, next you know, next week we have a award winning sports writer Kevin Hampton coming in to talk Pac Ten college and some pro football. I'm yes. looking forward to that. All right. It's gonna be good. Also our man Double D, how you doing, buddy? Like usual, it's a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you. And, of course, we have our man Squeeze and Wonder Boy back here running the controls. We want to thank them for uh, for being there and making us sound uh, better than what we really yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Hey, what happened this week? Um had some pretty cool things, especially this weekend. We had some cool events. Double D, where did you go? You went to a pretty cool event down at yeah, Wright's Park. I went down to the uh, Music and Arts down in Wright's Park. I got to see the uh, dignitar- dignitaries, if I can get it out. <laughs> How much of that uh, rum were you drinking out there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you saw the dignitaries, Terries. who we've had on the program. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't get to see... But how was Lino? Because Lino, he was playing drums, and he was in a bad scooter accident. I know he's he was kind of messed up for a while. How was he looking? Sounds great, but the leg looks pretty messed up. Still got a big boot on there and Got everything. a great big cast <laughs> on it. And All right. Well, Lino, we're thinking about you, brother. Yeah. So uh, who else was there? Uh, Girl Trouble played, but I didn't. Get, we didn't get to see No, him. we were at something else. Something else. And uh, the and Eagles, I know, played. Yeah. And Stone Axe. Stone Axe. So some good, some good times. What was the crowd like? What was going on down there? Uh, I'd probably say about thousand people or so no not bad because it was a nice day it didn't rain so good on them and the other thing we did this weekend was we double d and i got invited to uh kent morrill's house who, and wonder boy and oh yeah wife. wonder boy and our wives yeah wonder boy was there that's right uh <clears throat> to his compound and they had a little block party going on and special invite kind of thing and the whalers played and yeah. we actually got to see, uh, hear gail harris who i've heard several times on disc Never seen her perform live. Special lady and a great voice. And it was amazing to see Kent get up there on the piano. Uh, This is a guy who's had an extremely tough battle with cancer. But when he gets up on the keyboard, he comes alive and really rocked it out, don't you think? Yeah, 
we're thinking that if he could just, you know, be on stage playing 24-7, he would never he'd have live a problem. forever. Yeah, he yeah, would. He yeah. would. Nah. I mean, he just well, comes alive. I'm sorry I missed that. I'm uh, still in the process of working on the uh, the Joe version of the Man Cave, the Bonnie Lake Lake Taps version. So hopefully it will be de- uh, debuting before the Apple Cup, but uh, it's getting there. So Nice. I can't wait to see it. That's why I couldn't be there. Yeah, well, it was fun. It was a good time. The weather was good. Uh, there was a good good crowd there, and, and they really laid it down. It was a lot of fun. Uh, something happened at the uh, Big Whalers event that is historic. Yes, very historic. A bit momentous, I might add. And I do have part of this. Yeah, this is the funny part. <laughs> That's the funny part, that I okay. actually have a part so of this. There, the legend is is that Jimi Hendrix used to haunt the uh, Spanish castle. He did. Where the whalers played, and he was a bi- they were a big influence on him. A little skinny kid, Jimi Hendrix would watch them play and beg them you know, if one of your amps goes out or your guitar goes down, you know, I've got some in my car, will you, you know, use them? They never did. Never always said, you know, bug off, kid. Right. All right. Well, the deal was he was hoping that if they used his stuff, then they'd let him sit in with right. them. Right. So, but it didn't happen. Uh, so, uh, and then Jimi Hendrix never made it very big. Yeah, he was, you know, he was kind of a has been, but yeah. <laughs> so, it you, ruined him. <laughs> so, you get a call on oh, I think Friday. It was Friday. From Kent. From Kent, and says, hey, can, do you know anybody that has an amp that I can use? Yeah, he calls Double D, who knows zero about amps, music, guitars, or anything. But, of course, the right answer was, sure, I know. I can get you one. <laughs> I'll find one if it I'll comes find to one. hell or high water. If I have to go buy one for you. Right. So he calls me, and I'm like, sure, I have a, a, well, I have a couple of guitar amps, and uh, one of them I'm sure would work for the keyboard. So long story short. I accomplished what Hendrix never could in his musical career. I loaned the Whalers an amplifier that they used on stage during one of their performances. That's right. But did you get to get up and jam with them? I did not. I didn't ask. Uh, They probably would have let me, but (laughs) but I'm telling you, man, uh, the sax player, uh, Ricky on the drums. Okay, they were in a... Was it Neil Rush playing sax? It was Neil Rush, and he's he's unbelievable. But Ricky... uh, the drummer who also drums for the Sonics is playing this drum solo and they on the deck off of Kent's house they had a gazebo covering them. One and of the metal framed one with well, the Yeah, you know, like top. from Target or whatever. And he starts he's playing on the drums and then he starts playing the the steel uh, pipes coming down. The frame of the Yeah, dink 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 and then he gets out of his drum set and goes around all around the gazebo playing the drum playing the 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 steel frame and the railings and everything and then And you think his, he practiced it. I yeah, mean it sounded it was great. totally impromptu and then he worked his way back to the drum. It was magic. It was very it's one of the most creative and killer drum solos I've ever seen. So that was a good time. Now uh, something that we have to deal with here because uh, I think it was last week, right, that we introduced that Wonder Boy got a job? Yes we did. Well guess what? He's been fired. <laughs> Wonder Boy, get out of nice. here. Come, come here. Wonder come Boy, up to the mic. Officially taking the state unemployment rate up to 18%. Yeah, so yes. Wonder Boy, who got a job at uh, what? The Glen, some kind of retirement home, washing bedpans or something. Uh, Wonder Boy, uh, okay, now you got a mic. Now, how, how in the world did you get fired one weekend? Did you even ever start? No, I never started. <laughs> 
So well, what happened? You see, there's there's this like little car that's called the Social Security card, which is you know, important, yes. which is important for some old people, but you know, Whoa, uh, <laughs> yeah. so the, oh, that you can finally retire at some point. Absolutely, I will never see it, but it, that's another story. Well, you know, we're kicking your ass because you're not working now, and supporting <laughs> right. us. Well, so I was told I could work when when I got this card, and so I never got the card, and uh, and I couldn't find it, so I went down to so Hall was security office on my 18th birthday. Yes. And hours in line. You know, yeah, like welcome a, to the world. Two hours, yeah. two hours in line. And I asked for, for, for her, her new, new one and stuff. And they said about a week, week and a half to two weeks, it'll be in. And so I got my card on Friday. And so I called call all up my I work, and they said, okay, um, well, we found someone else for, for the job. So. Oh, they didn't even wait for you? Nope. Shit. That's so lame. In great. Yeah, well, <laughs> let me tell you this right now. You didn't need those Cracker Box uh, chuckleheads anyway. You'll get a way better job. You don't need to be working, washing dishes for the old people. You need to go to somewhere hip like McDonald's. <laughs> so I can work for, for the young yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. And you can Our hook cool us job. up as we go all through right. the well, drive-thru. Immediately march. I want to know this. Did you immediately war- march down to unemployment and file? Uh, no, I did not. Yet. No, that's your job tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do that tomorrow. Okay, he's gonna good. file for unemployment. Get, get back to your post. That's enough out of. So Wonder Boy gets a job, never even starts, and he got canned. So is that the shortest job anybody <laughs> out there has ever had? I don't know if I've ever had a job that short. <laughs> no, not me. Oh, that's great. All right, well. Uh, sorry about that, Wonder Boy, but b- bigger and better things are coming for you. You didn't need those guys anyway. Um, all right. Hey, we have a group on our show today that we are totally stoked about. These guys are coming out of Seattle, and they are hitting the world of music by storm. I'm telling you. I I listened to, to you know Northwest-related music, the independent bands and so forth, quite a bit. We know a lot of them. And it's not that often that I get excited out of, about a band out of Seattle. It hasn't happened for a while because, in my opinion, Seattle's in a bit of a lull. But these guys are about to kick it up into another notch. The name of the band is The Crying Spell. We had a little chat with them. You're going to be big fans of these people. Take a listen. All right, everybody, with us today on The Big Show is a great band out of Seattle. Um, I know we haven't uh, talked to to a lot of Seattle bands, but this is one that I'm excited about talking to because I think uh, they're the next big thing to come from the Seattle region. Uh, In my opinion, they have it, and we're proud to have them on the show today. We have Jason, Dane, and Eric from the band The Crying Spell. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing good, doing good. Thank you guys so much for being on the program with us. Um, t- give us a little history. I know you guys are uh, basically came from a couple of different bands to form this band. Give us a little history of what what the bands you were in before, because they're notable, and then how the Crying Spell came to be. Okay, this is Eric. Um, I came from the band Second Coming, and uh, Lenny, the singer, came from Point One, which I actually was in years ago. And then uh, Jason Frainer was in Red Light Music, and Dane was in Peep Show. And uh, so we, uh, and then Chase, the drummer, I'm sorry, was also in Point One. Um, so we just, uh, we just all came together. I used to play with Chase and, and Lenny in, uh, in Point One you know, years ago, and, uh, and we're all buds, you know, throughout the years. So we just decided to uh, start something new and, and party together. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> 
Well, it's uh, it's actually worked quite well because uh, you guys have a CD out. The title is Through Hell to Heaven. And uh, I know that I wasn't there because um, I just found out about you guys recently. And, and I really wish I had been at the, the show. It was at the Showbox Soto. And you had the classic crime there with you, which is uh, another great band out of Seattle. And tell us about tell us about that CD release party. I understand there were like twelve hundred people there. It was packed out, and you guys really uh, ripped it up. Yeah, this is Jason. Uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing show. We were we were uh, we were excited to play with the classic crime. We you know they co headlined with us. They're they're doing really well, not just here locally, but but nationally. And uh, we were we were pretty stoked to have them on the bill. Um, but yeah, there was over twelve hundred people there um it was packed out it was great to be on the stage looking out just to a sea of people especially you know in seattle it's it's hard to get you know a packed out show here in town these days for some reason um but uh we had a great time i, I know the classic crime had a, a great time and and uh everyone seemed to really 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 appreciate the show not just us but the other bands on the bill as well so um it was exciting we, we actually sold a lot of merch a lot of cds it was our cd release party um so everyone seemed pretty pumped and uh, and we were too. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds like it was a great bill and a great time had by all. And I'm that, now you brought up a point there about uh, how it's hard right now in Seattle. It certainly is in Tacoma. I think all around the the Puget Sound, it's a difficult time right now for with the economy and there's lots of. Uh, entertainment pulls on your dollar. There's comedy, there's movies, there's music, there's all this thing going on. What has been, uh, outside of, you know, packing houses, what, what's the, what are some other struggles that you guys are facing in uh, this economy trying to get the, the ball rolling and getting you guys out there? Uh, this is Eric. Uh, obviously, uh, it's, it's no mystery that the uh, the music business is, is not what it used to be. So, um, you know, it, it's obviously harder to get noticed by labels if, you know, the ones that are left. So I think that's probably the biggest struggle. And so you, we've got to figure out new ways of getting our music to the people and and uh, new ways of, of making money at this and, and uh, doing it for a living. So I think that's probably the biggest struggle. And this is Jason. I think, uh, you know, to expand on that a little bit, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how to, and a lot of people have figured this out, how to, how to utilize the Internet. Um, you know, and that's where that's where everyone's struggling. Like even in the industry, is is to really try and figure out the best way to u utilize that because it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And and we we're struggling like everybody else. But you know, once you think you have a handle on it, it's it's uh <laughs> you find out that you really don't. And there's <laughs> something new out there that you have to figure out, and mm -hmm. it's exciting because it gives uh you know it gives bands like us the opportunity to do it ourselves and and really kind of reap the benefits if we can get our get ourselves out there and make more money instead of just giving the you know like the old-fashioned deals where you you know give your left arm to to actually have a deal and you wouldn't make any money except touring so you know the the possibilities are great but it's, it's a lot harder now yeah well we'll get back to that uh, I'm fascinated about the whole use of the internet for marketing stuff especially for independent bands our guest today is the crying spell we've been talking to uh, Jason Dane and Eric let's go into one of their songs right now this is a uh, song off of their CD through hell to heaven titled vulva
name of the song is Volva, our guest today, Crying Spell. Uh, now, before we get into the um, description of your sound and, uh, and, and what you guys have going on there, because it is reminiscent of <laughs> some great past music, uh, let's go back into this internet marketing thing, because I'm always fascinated about this, because we're an internet show. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on, on the internet, but it's a murky place, and it's also, like you said, ever-changing. I know you guys have a Facebook page. You guys have a MySpace page. I assume you guys are on Twitter and so far. What's working? What have you found that's working for you, and what are things that haven't worked for you? Maybe you can pass along a little wisdom to some of the other bands that are out there. Well, this is Jason. I'll take a start with this one, but, you know, there, we're, we're trying everything we can. I mean, you know, anything that we, we hear about, you know, here through the grapevine or we know about already – you know, any type of, um, you know, medium that we can really get our hands on to promote our, our band, we do. But right now, I think the, the, the most effective one we're finding is Facebook. Nobody's, or it seems to us anyway, or me, I should say, that, that not very many people are on MySpace these days. <laughs> that is a desert wasteland, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, they, they, at least they allow you to, to you know, put, put your music, music up there and kind of do some cool things, but nobody's there anymore. And, and uh, so Facebook, you know, you, we blinked up. I think Dane has really taken the reins on this one and, and for social social media networking. But, he you know, he, he hooked everything up through, um, what was it, Dane? I, I can't remember, but everything up through one website that kind of hooks everything together, like Facebook and MySpace and Twitter, um, Reverb Nation is, is what he said. So, so you just have to you know, po you post it once, and then it gets put all over. Mm -hmm, correct. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, well, good for you guys, because the Internet definitely is uh, for independent bands and any kind of band that's coming up and uh, trying to make a name for themselves uh, definitely is the way to go these days. Uh, you guys did touch on the fact that there's very few record labels left, and the competition is so stiff, and you basically have to be, you know, the uh, owner's cousin's friend's band or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you exactly. just you're submitting disc or whatever, half the time they don't even listen to them, and it's it's an absolute. And right. and then let's talk about the radio stations these days. Have you guys ever submitted? Because uh, we're going to play a song in a little bit, uh, a little later, called Tattooed Girl, which there is no reason that should not be in heavy rotation on, like, The End or um, any of the college stations around here. Uh, the days of promoting local bands by the local stations are gone. Have you guys submitted anything to stations? Have you gotten any answers from them? What, what's your take on radio today? You know, actually, we haven't even explored that yet. I mean, we, we've actually been putting together a little plan to start sending uh, that actual song that you spoke of, Tattoo Girl, to the, the radio stations, but we're 
a little timid about it because we know how corporate the radio stations are. I know that we could probably hit up college and have a better, you know, chance at it. But uh, um, but we're, we're putting together a plan to, to hit up all the stations and, um, you know, KEXP, I know, is, is, you know, plays independent music and stuff. So we're going to hit that pretty soon, but we haven't really even tried yet. We, we've had... This is Jason. That was Eric. We, we've had, you know, some of our stuff played on KXW, the Loud and Local with Jolene. She, she's a she's a uh, friend of the band's, and, and she's done a lot for us, and we really appreciate appreciate it. But, I mean, ultimately, KISW isn't really where our music would really be played on, but they do it anyway. But other than that, these most radio stations these days across the country are owned by corporations, and they are told what to play. So unless you are, you know, in that, like you said, in that main rotation, you know, good luck. And if you do actually get on, it, it's, you know, at Sunday night from 10 to 11 p.m., you know, where nobody's listening anyway. So Yeah, you um, have to tell all your friends who already know about you to tune in. Exactly, yeah. Well, uh, let's go into another song by The Crying Spell. First of all, I want to tell you their website, thecryingspell.com, is phenomenal. Everybody should check it out. A lot of good information there. And uh, after we play this uh, clip, we're going to go into exactly how these guys describe their sound. The Crying Spell is our guest today. The name of the song is Whore For You. title of the track is Horror For You, our guest today, The Crying Spell. The name of the CD is Through Heaven to Hell. 
You can buy those as hard copies off of their uh, website or at their shows. And speaking of shows, they're going to be playing Numos on this Friday, the 27th, up in Seattle. I encourage everybody to go check these guys out. Great stuff, you guys. Let me, let's just go into your sound. We've been talking about kind of a, about you as a band and what you guys are uh, trying to accomplish and how you're trying to get there. Let's talk about your sound because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip you guys off on my age because I graduated in 1983. And this stuff is like right in my wheelhouse, man. I'm hearing uh, this is some 80s synth driven, guitar driven rock. And it's reminding me of like some U2 early on, maybe some Roxy music, some of that um, sort of 80s uh, goth rock. Are, are you guys really, are you guys trying to throw back to that day or is this just something that's come about? Am I, am I missing the boat on this? Uh, no, you kind of you nailed it. Um, this is Eric. Um, my influences are like the Cure, Depeche Mode, um, you know, and I actually discovered those bands later, like when grunge hit. Um, I mean, I liked grunge, but I kind of, I liked, I started discovering the British New Wave stuff in the 90s, so I was a little bit late on that, but, um, but I, I was highly influenced, and, you know, for years I played in metal bands, so I wasn't able to, to get that style out in my, my songwriting, but then when I formed the Christ Bowl, Len, um, you know, we both kind of had those influences growing up, and so um, it just kind of came out in the music. So it's it's almost like there's a combination between those those kind of bands, and then and then between Judas Priest and Iron Maiden a little bit. <laughs> I don't hear that much in the Crying Spell, but but uh, you know, it's just a, it's all the, that combination, all those kind of bands that uh, that come out in the Crying Spell. Yeah, this is Jason. I think there's a natural progression that happens because you know I grew up. It's the same exact way, you know, listening to the metal and, 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 uh, and then I just, I couldn't put down Iron Maiden for years. And then finally, U2 kind of started to creep in. I started liking them, even though I didn't want to admit it because I thought I'd be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and then Duran Duran, oh God, like. Don't get me started. Okay, now, okay, um, now, the, I didn't want to mention it because I didn't want anybody to kick my ass. But uh, there is some there is some Duran Duran going on there, especially uh, when you watch the video of Tattoo Girl and also the um, uh, the song you guys did at the Lane Staley tribute. The way Lynn stalks around and controls the audience reminds me a lot of Duran Duran. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, I, and I think you should because I back in my day Duran Duran they were the king. Yeah, they were the total king, and I hated that because they were. King over Iron Maiden. So, <laughs> I, I love Duran Duran now. I mean, they're amazing. You know, I, I wish I would have, you know, opened my eyes and ears a little bit more when I was younger. But, mm-hmm. but I think it was just kind of a natural progression of metal meets, you know, kind of that that new age sound or new new wave sound. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's very very good stuff. I love the mood that you guys create. I love the uh, tapestry and the uh, just the ambiance that your music. Um, uh, the way it flows, and tell us, tell me a little bit about Lynn, because I, uh, just watching the video, I haven't seen you guys live, I, I'm hoping to come up on Friday and catch you guys, but he seems to be, uh, well, quite the front man, he seems to, he knows what he's doing, and he has the uh, frosted uh, white hair, and he, he's a bit taller than the rest of you, and just the way he stalks around and controls the mic, and uh, stares down the audience and kind of invites them in. Uh, he's quite the showman. Well, what can you tell us about Lynn? Uh, you know, some people uh, tell me that they're they're intimidated to go up and talk to Lynn, but he's actually the nicest guy you'll meet. He'll uh, he'll actually talk your ear off, and 
and uh, but he's a good guy, and uh, he's really fun to work with, and and uh, he's a, a hard, the hardest working singer I've ever worked with too. So he's got a, a strong work ethic. So. He, he always wants to work. Yeah, well, that's great. And, uh, I mean, all of you guys, stellar musicians, uh, like I said, the layered sound, kind of the, the big sound that you guys produce, it's, uh, it's right on the mark. And uh, we haven't heard a lot of good stuff coming out of Seattle in a while, but you guys definitely are changing that. And uh, I think you guys are poised to do some really big things. Our guest today is The Crying Spell. Their CD is Through Heaven to Hell. Now, this next song I want to talk about, and we're going to play it in just a second, you need to go to their website or on Facebook and check out the video to Tattooed Girl. Now, tell us about, uh, you guys are out at the Gorge, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, <laughs> where you guys filmed that, is that where you're heading to the Gorge Amphitheater, but you hang a left and you kind of go down into that side gorge? Exactly. That's what I. That's what I thought. I've been down there many times. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tell us about what what time of year were, were you filming? Was it cold out there? Was it hot out there? What was going on when you guys were filming? It was. Uh, it was last spring. Not this. Not this last one, but the one before that. And uh, this is Eric, by the way. Um, we uh, our our video producer wanted to uh, go out and film it there, even though it has nothing to do with Mexico. But that doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really make sense. But it looks cool. So, yeah, we went out there, and it was actually uh, kind of cold. It was weird because we were, like, we we had to wear uh, thermal underwear, and then we'd start sweating our asses off once we were out there in the <laughs> sun. So it was, uh, it was cool. We got really dusty and dirty and and uh, had to do some four-buying to get out there, but uh, it was fun. And how many, so. how many takes, how long, how long was that entire process from showing up to setting up and how many takes did you have to do? What was that a full day process or what? Yeah, it, it took from probably about ten a.m. till uh, till the sun started going down. Well, it's yeah. uh, it's a stellar video indeed, you guys. It is. Uh, uh, I don't say this very often, but uh, when I heard that song, I was immediately hooked. It is a great song, and I truly believe it should be in heavy rotation on most of the stations around here. They should be promoting the hell out of you guys on this song right here, because this has national implications in my book. Uh, we've talked about it. I've been, uh, you guys check out the video. Let's listen to a little bit of it. It is titled Tattooed Girl. This is the crying spell. This should be played everywhere. I saw a girl, she had just black hair. Tattoos and piercings with a skin tight dress. I wanted to play, so I said, Can I call you? She hurt me so good, like never before. Quarter to nine. 
All right, the name of the song, <clears throat> Tattooed Girl. Our band today, the guest, The Crying Spell. Guys, tell us about that song. Who wrote it? What's the evolution of that masterpiece? Okay, so uh, this is Eric. Um, I Back in the early stages of The Crying Spell, it was probably about two and a half years ago, um, I had wrote that on Pro Tools, just demoing it out in my house, and, and uh, just wrote the music, the guitar part. And uh, just quick, because I wanted to get the idea down, recorded it, and then I gave it to Lynn about, uh, probably about eight months later. I just wanted to see what he thought of it, because I didn't think much of it at the time. And uh, he took it, put it in the Pro Tools, came back the weekend, after the weekend, and uh, and had the lyrics, and I was like, wow, awesome. Now, it, at first, I thought it was a little bit poppy, and then I listened to it about three times, and then I called him up later, and I was just like, dude, this is a, this is a hit, you know? <laughs> I hope it is. But, uh, uh, so anyways, you know, and what's interesting about that is the, the, uh, the original take that I did on guitar, the demo is actually the take that we kept for the actual album track and we, and then doubled it up with a different amp. But so the, uh, the original demo track guitar is on there. Sometimes first take is the best, man. All right. Well, our guests today, The Crying Spell, Jason, Dane, and Eric. Everybody go check them out Friday the 27th at Numo's in Seattle. Who else is on that bill? Uh, this is Jason. There's Ghost Town Riot, um, Alabaster, and System 7. So it sounds like a great show. What's the cost to get into that, fellas? Um, it's You can hit us up on Facebook, and we can get you uh, tickets for 10 bucks. Otherwise, it's $12 a day of show at the door. Okay, not bad. All right, the CD, Through Heaven to Hell. Uh, get the copy of that CD off of their website, which is www.thecryingspell.com, or better yet, go see them live, buy it from them, uh, have them autograph it. You're going to want to hold on to that. I'm telling you guys, uh, it's great stuff. We really appreciate you coming on with us. Best of luck down the road. I know we're going to be hearing big things from you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, and we'll be catching up with you guys in the future. Cool. All righty. Toodles. All right, man. I'm telling you, that Tattooed Girl song that they have and the video should be in heavy rotation all over the Northwest. I am. It makes me really angry that local stations don't support and push local groups like they used to. Well, no. I got a solution to that. I've, I've decided now that Mrs. Double D is going to get some tattoos. She's going to be your tattoo girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, back there was a time, and we've talked to some of the, the really early groups, like Little Bill, Whalers, The Ventures and stuff, who would go press a record and then hit the record stations. Right. And if they liked it, they would play it, and then they would share it with Portland, who would share it with San Francisco, and then it, then it would go across the nation if it was a hit. Nowadays, local stations won't touch an independent artist, anybody from th their neck of the woods. And it's really sad because there are some majorly talented bands here, this being one of them. And that, that particular song, I mean, all their songs are good. They have a great stage presence, and they're really great guys. I, I, I can't wait to get out and see them live because I saw a clip of their um, live show from the Lane Staley tribute, which is on their website, and I think everybody should check it out. Yeah, but usually they get their, uh, the names right. What? They get the names right. You said their name wrong. Who? You did. The, what name, na of their, the name of what? Their, uh, their, their album. album. Yeah. Uh, the name of the album is Through Heaven to Hell. What did I say? No, it's Through Hell to Heaven. Through Hell to Heaven. That's what I yeah. said. Yeah. No, you, you said it. Heaven to no, Hell. You Through had. 
through hell, hell to, to heaven. heaven. Well, had, they never said anything. You had a little microphone. Yeah, dyslexia. but I saw that they were uh, looking at each other. Well, wait a second. We wait. Well, hold on. We did the <laughs> interview on the phone. How could you see them shaking I, their heads? Because I know all. What are you, some I kind see, of yes. man that stares at goats <laughs> yeah, kind of guy? He's a, he's a remote hey, viewer. Yeah, what's going on there? I just, I can't tell you. I just saw it. <laughs> okay. Nice. My apologies. Let's get the right yeah, name. Crying Wait Spell it. is the band. Wait Through it. Hell to Heaven is the name of the CD. Yes. And we played three songs, Vulva, Whore for You, which is Double D's song to his wife, and Tattooed Girl. Wait. Oh, no, that's the one for that's, your wife. Yeah. That's nice. Well, okay. Way to be on it, Jay-Z Knight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, man, uh, we appreciate the crying spell coming in. Big props to those guys. Everybody go out and see them. They're playing Friday, the 27th, Numos in Seattle. It's time for a Hell's Kitchen update. And now it's time for our weekly update with what's going on at Hell's Kitchen. And here's Flash. Welcome to the Hell's Kitchen Update on the Northwest Convergence Zone. This is Flash, and I'll be your guide to this week's action at the South Sound's premier live music venue. This week, like every week, starts out with Tightwad Tuesday, Tacoma's best Taco Tuesday hands down, with $2 wells, $2 for any beer, and $2 for two huge tacos. Also, this week, keep your eyes peeled for less from Dorky's Bar Arcade around the pinball machines. He will be taking sign-ups for Thursday's fundraiser pinball tournament. Thursday, we have a fundraiser for one of our new downtown neighbors, Dorky's Bar Arcade. They will if be hosting a variety of bands, DJs, and a pinball tournament to boot. There is no cover, and Les will be bringing in some of his vintage video games as well. Friday, Church of Hate is back for another night of debauchery, along with friends Cause of Confusion, Sado Kara, Jelly Neck, and The Curse of Western Culture. It proves to be quite a night of metal. A $5 cover starts at 8 p.m., and the music starts at 9 Saturday is the CD release party for The Legend of Bigfoot. This free show also features Big Wheel stunt show, Vallis, featuring Van Conner from Screaming Trees, Blanco Bronco, and Bandolier. Music starts about 9, and once again, there is no cover for this great rock show. Hell's Kitchen is located downtown Tacoma at 928 Pacific Avenue and is a 21-plus venue. Our web address is www.hellskitchenonline.com, where you will find a link to the show calendar, booking info, and directions to the bar. See you in hell. Hell's Kitchen, 928 Pacific Avenue in Tacoma, serving up rock since 2002. All right, I want to thank Flash for coming in, as always, and doing the Hell's Kitchen update. That is the premier rock spot here in the South Sound, Tacoma, obviously. Uh, man, I'm telling you, that pinball uh, competition, the, uh, what, is, what did he call it? It was the pinball, what, challenge or what? What is that? Tournament. Right. The pinball tournament. I am so down with that. It, the only problem is it lands in the night that I have to go to bed at like eight o'clock. Uh, but they Hell's Kitchen has some great pinball machines, and it sounds like from what he was saying, they're bringing in several more uh, because they're opening. Have you guys ever been to Shorty's in Seattle? Yes. Yeah, no. it's down there on I believe Second uh, Avenue, right, right kind there, of Belltown. Yeah, Belltown, right there by uh, by Mama's Kitchen, the great Mexican place. I can't tell you how many hours i've spent in shorties and quarters you know before a concert or something we go to mama's and have some mexican food hit shorties up for some pinball go to the show and then come back later and finish up at shorties well we're getting one of those in downtown tacoma so that's awesome man you know where i'll be you'll know where to check me out and catch me i'll be pumping quarters into the machine (laughs) he's the pinball wizard. i am the pinball wizard all right uh speaking of a big show flash just hipped hipped us to it saturday 
this coming Saturday on the 28th. It's the Legend of Bigfoot. Some good friends of ours. They finally pl- pressed a uh, EP CD. It's a four-song uh, masterpiece. We love those guys. They stopped in with a special guest, and we had a conversation. All right, everybody, our next guest on the big program today. Uh, some buds of ours, really good friends uh, of the program. Uh, both of these bands have been in before, obviously, and also played at our big first anniversary extravaganza over at Stonegate. We consider these guys brothers, and uh, the legend of Bigfoot is all grown up now, <laughs> and they have their own, they're about to release their brand new EP. It's a, is it a five song? Four. Four song Four. EP by the, uh, by the stellar band, the legend of Bigfoot. It's going to be this Saturday, August 28th at Hell's Kitchen. And the big shindig starts at 8 o'clock. The best part about this whole big phenomenon is it's free. And uh, we have Jason and Mikey in here. How are you guys doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having us back. Very good. Thank you. You guys are welcome anytime, of course, into the man cave, uh, which is fitting for the Bigfooters as, you, as yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about the process of the EP itself. It's four-song EP, and I know we've uh, played some of your stuff before that uh, you know you had it up on MySpace and different True. places, but now you finally put it into uh, a recordable form, something that we can slip into our players. And tell us about the process of that. Where did you go to record it? Uh, did you guys get in any fights? Was there any epic scenes, or was it all uh, copacetic? Uh, we recorded it at Mike's house here. Uh, I guess... We just re- Krushka Studios. Yeah, basically, mm. <laughs> we decided to record Krushka. the first four songs that we ever did together, uh, just to get those out of the way, and uh, take it from there, Mike. Uh, yeah, we uh, we recorded at you know my place because we wanted to be able to take our time, and it took a little longer than we would have liked, but that was just due to like we started actually over uh, December, January, you know, which is a really busy time. And uh, it took us a while just to get the stuff tracked down because people were, you know, shopping and stuck in weather and <laughs> doing the holiday thing. And then uh, once we got that done, you know, it took us a while to fix it up and polish it and get it to where we, you know, thought it sounded as good as it could be for what it is, which we are happy with it. And everybody did a really good job. Uh, and then it just took a bit longer to uh, get all the finishing touches, like the artwork and uh, all that done. So. Now, you guys brought a super secret copy in today that we got to see the prototype of, and the artwork on the cover is, is amazing. Tell us about who drew that, how did you guys come up with the concept? There, I'm not going to spill the beans because everybody needs to get out to the CD release party and buy it, look at it for themselves, but just tell us a little bit about the artwork and uh, you know who did that and where did you come up with it? That's all our keyboard player, Andy Childs. We kind of put it in his hands and this is what he came up with and everything the back and the insides and everything i what? mean we had a little bit of input but right. otherwise it's all his well ideas. i think i think people will be pleased how much are we selling this for five bucks <laughs> that's, nice. a, that's a steal yes yeah. that's cheaper than itunes that's, i mean yeah. people are getting the show free right so they can at least spend five on this right. absolutely yeah. yeah and you guys i assume you have your t-shirts and your buttons yep, and all yep, that stuff definitely. there all right well uh, let's listen to a little bit of the self-titled EP by our friends, The Legend of Bigfoot, who have the big release party this Saturday, August 28th. This is Humanoids.
All right, name of the yeah. track is Humanoids, Legend of Bigfoot. That's really good, you guys. Uh, in fact, you know, that uh, whole EP and the uh, packaging and the artwork is so super secret that Mike flashed this light in my eyes, and I've totally forgotten what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so well. hopefully they'll show it to me again. Yeah, they had that men in black pen. And yeah, it was moved, weird. And it was over. It's like, did you, did you guys just get here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, tell us about the uh, the big program that's coming up. You guys have uh, a, a great lineup. Uh, sounds like something that we would put together. What are you guys, ripping us off or something? This is a great lineup. Tell us about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we absolutely handpicked this lineup. Of course, we yep. had, had to have the big wheel on, and they'll speak in a second. Yeah, we'll course. be talking to those guys uh, in a moment. But we, uh, Vallis, are good friends of ours. Yeah, you guys have played with him a couple of times, haven't you? This will you? be our third time. Third time, yeah. Yeah, Van Connor. So you have played trees. with him a couple, like I yeah, said. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bandolier, who actually Lino from the band was in Sons of Ivan with Mike here. Right. Lino's a. Is that his side band away from uh, the Dignitaries or that's something? That's his kind of. I think that's like Lino's baby, you know? Mm. Um, Lino's a really good guitar player and a now really how's good Lino, songwriter. How's he, how's he doing? I believe Lino is doing well. Um, he was in a scooter not, crash a while back. Yes, and, he was. And uh, it required some surgeries, but everything was, was going well and he was feeling better and he was in good spirits and i seen him actually play a couple weeks ago uh with one leg by the way they played yesterday Whoa. at the arts in the park yeah i'm not sure if lino played drums because i actually heard peter was possibly filling in did he play drums yeah double well, d was there well, there you go lino is a trooper and <laughs> i guess it's gonna take so yeah bandolier ballast yeah, also uh, Blanco Bronco. Oh, another good yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, you've had him in here. We've had him in here. I we think like... they cleaned you out of your fridge, right? Uh, that's, probably. That's cool. Yeah, that we sounds like, like Blanco. It's fun to restock. <laughs> we like going shopping. We love the beer run. We love the beer run. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it starts at 8 o'clock, and what's, uh, what's the uh, lineup? Who's first? And take us all the way up through the order. I believe it's Bandolier, Blanco Bronco, Vallis, The Legend of Bigfoot, and... Big Wheel Stunt Show. Big Wheel Stunt Show. Okay, and that is this Saturday, August 28th at 8 o'clock at Hell's Kitchen. Sorry, I wanted to ask uh, Mike and Jason real quick. You can tell that you guys are influenced by the unusual, the strange, the the sci-fi, that you're probably Mm -hmm. Art Bell fans. I wanted to ask you guys, (laughs) what's your favorite sci-fi book or movie of all time, both you guys? Sci-fi movie, I would go with Star Trek II, The Wrath, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yes. Oh! Oh, man. Or, no, actually, let me change that. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, go wrong. The monkey throwing the bone up in the yeah. air. Yeah. yeah. Mikey? That's, uh, yeah, I, I like a lot of sci-fi and a lot of science fiction stuff, so it's kind of hard for me to just pick one thing right now, but... um. As far as uh, the movie, I right off the bat, I'd probably have to go with 2001 and then original Star Trek, which is still just timeless to this day if you can get into it, yes. uh, which you should. And then also I would like to choose a, a lesser known book by an uh, art writer, uh, Nigel Finley, and it's called Two Excess, and it was uh, the Shadowrun book. Great book. Which yeah. is, uh, it's you guys a ever read any book. of the Philip Dick books? Um, you should I get into that guy. Read, no, if you like yeah. art, you'll love I, him. I do know I he has a to. book called Vallis. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's listen to yeah. another song off the stellar self-titled EP by our buddies, The Legend of Bigfoot. They have the big uh, CD release party this Saturday at Hell's Kitchen. This is titled Underwater Man.
right, yes. name of the song, Underwater Man, Legend of Bigfoot, uh, CD release party, which is free, by the way, right. Hell's Kitchen in downtown Tacoma at 8 o'clock. That's really good. I, I hope that it's a that that's a tribute to Aquaman because you know he gets dissed just way too much. Did, was that with the him in mind? Uh, actually, it was not <laughs> oh, particularly Aquaman. More disrespect for no, Aquaman. I have nothing, you know. <laughs> he was the weakest Aquaman. superhero known to man. He can summon sea creatures man. with his mind. It, it, it could be him. I mean, if you delve deep enough into the lyrics and take enough of the magic medicine, I'm. I think you will paint yourself a clear picture of. Who and where the underwater man right, is. Right, so you have to get the CD, yes. and you have to listen, Indeed. and you have to listen hey, in a, in a good state. It's the backward uh, masking we talked about. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. The, right. of the pharmacy. It will be revealed all <laughs> well, things in time. All right. So the headline band at this uh, at the CD release party are some other good friends of ours, and they happen to stop by today, which was a great surprise for us because mm -hmm. they just came off a really late-night stint down at uh, KGHP playing for the Walrus. Big Wheel Stunt Show. How you guys doing, man? Very good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pass. They all nodded. Yeah, they're doing good. They're awake. Uh, so, Justin, uh, I know you guys uh, You guys play around the South Sound a lot, and you play with a lot of bands. But it seems like um, a lot of, t you know, there's, there's we call it the Big Five. There's, there's five or six bands that always tend to come back together. Uh, give us your take as... Uh, a stellar, an amazing South Sound band, Big Wheel Stunt Show. You guys really know how to put on a show, and you guys are amazing musicians. Give us your take on The Legend of Bigfoot and this uh, new project they have going. Well, see, I went to the, the pre-EP release party. What was that? Yeah, we didn't get Talk it. About nine, nine months ago. <laughs> and it was a rad show. And, you know, we... We played our first show with these guys at the uh, Java Jive, probably last. It was in August. 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 Yeah. yeah. We had just turned into a three piece then. Mm -hmm. And I loved them from the get go. Uh, the psychedelia, uh, the, the cool, heavy crunching riffs, uh, the keys getting y'all spacey. <laughs> and, and Mike's a great front man because he's got a great voice and he's got a spooky voice, but. He puts uh, those he fly shades he doesn't on. He doesn't hop around and you know, uh, you know, do crazy stuff. And he, it, but what he does up there is captivating. Mm -hmm. So, so they've got, you know, they've got kind of their 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 own thing that kind of reminds me a lot of. I mean, frankly, a lot of bands from the '60s, '70s, and yeah. '80s. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's got a little lizard king thing going yeah, on once yeah. in a while. Like I said, he puts those shades on and just uh, he goes in a zone and you're just yeah. kind of transfixed. Now, let's talk about you guys' Big Wheel Stunt Show for a while. You've gone through a personnel change. Would you like to introduce uh, your latest uh, member, latest addition? Yeah, three weeks ago, uh, Stuntman Mike. Big shout out to Stuntman Mike. We he, loved uh, Stuntman. He, uh, he, he decided that he had to retire. Mm -hmm. He was just getting, uh, he had some old injuries and uh, he couldn't. He couldn't just stand around and play the bass in this band. He had to jump around, hop around, stalk around the stage, and it. Took I think it took toll. its toll. You yeah. know, he did uh, 94 shows with us. Mm -hmm. You know, in just over a year, and and finally uh, he sent us a message and said, uh, the subject of the message was, "You better call Jake ASAP." <laughs> and uh, so we hit. Jacob, tell 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 him what happened when you hit Jacob to play with us. Yeah, let's talk to Evan. This is the first time Evan, the lead singer of the Big Wheel Stunt yeah, Show, has shy. actually been in here. 
Evan, welcome to the cave. It's Thank a you, pleasure man. to have you in, and we love you, brother. Tell us a little bit about this transformation here. All right. Uh, where do we start, man? I don't know. Jake, Jake is, I mean, I think you guys can agree, one of the best bass players around here. Absolutely. You don't have to agree, though, Jake. It's all right. Very good. Uh, it's very and, good. Uh, His head's getting huge. Yeah. We kind of, we might have had a feeling that this, it could have came to this one day, you know. So uh, Jake, when I called him, he had already been like, yeah, I already know, like, three, four of your guys' songs. He's in. He was excited. Um, I don't know. He's a brother. He thought, he, wanted to, he thought we wanted him to audition. Yeah, he's like, do you want me to audition first or something? <laughs> like, no, like, we're hey, inviting you. <laughs> and so the band that you were in before was the State of Murdoch, right? And they didn't State of Murdoch just have their recent CD release party and Calling It Quits, yeah. final show? At the New Frontier Friday night. Yeah, and so how do you feel about joining these guys? I mean, you, no layoff period for you. Uh, I mean, it was. I was actually really excited because, I mean, I've always wanted to kind of hoping that they would ask me one day, like, all respect to Stuntman Mike, but if anything ever happened where he had to leave the band, I was hoping I'd be the first person to get called. So. Well, I, you're a nice fit. We oh, actually, yeah. I think, saw your first public show, wasn't it, at, at the Hell's Kitchen? Hell's Kitchen. Before the, uh, was that your second? The night before, we went down and played four songs. Uh, Billy Shue contacted us like Wednesday night. Saw that we had you know lineup changes. Said, hey, bring bring your line, new lineup down, and right. we'll get you up for a few songs. And so we kind of that was our second day of practice. So that <laughs> night we went out and like. Well, we saw you the, the very next night at the Hell's Kitchen, which was in front of the uh, the freak show, the, the circus, the, the yeah, that. whatever that thing was, yeah. and uh, you guys laid it down, and you're a very nice fit. So uh, best of luck to you and the band. I mean. I don't have to. It goes without saying that they are one of the premier bands in the South Sound, awesome. and uh, we love these guys. So, well, let's go into another song by our buds, Legend of Bigfoot. It's big their, it's their big day, <laughs> Saturday, August twenty eighth for the CD release party. It's free. It's at Hell's Kitchen. Starts at eight. It's a great lineup of bands. This is a song titled Lonesome Bean. song is lonesome being 
If you've never seen that song live, I highly recommend you get out to Hell's Kitchen Suite because that is a killer song live. You guys really lay that down. It's like a showstopper on that one. And uh, you guys played it at our show. Uh, we saw you play it over in Gig Harbor at your wedding, Evan's wedding. They played it at your mm-hmm. wedding uh, after party. Yeah, in Bremerton, yeah. Oh, Bremerton. What yeah. did I say? Oh, Gig, Gig Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, no, Bremerton. Sorry about that. Don't, don't mean to disrespect. Yeah, can I say one thing about yeah. Bremerton? To all our friends in Bremerton, we are playing there with these guys uh, next Friday on the 27th at Winterland. Oh, at Winterland. Yeah, that's our Bremerton CD release. Oh, very good. Oh, so you guys are skipping around doing a couple of different CD release parties. Now, you guys, real quick, you guys went through a personnel change recently. Isn't that correct? We did, actually. uh, Our bass player, Ken, left us. What's up with the bass players? Yeah, exactly. For a while, it was drummers. Now it's the bass players. Well, we knew They're all (laughs) self-destructing and... (laughs) <laughs> blowing up on stage <laughs> when he joined the band he told us he was going to be moving in about a year and, right and so we were prepared for that uh, it's funny when we were looking for bass players we were asking around and jake's name came up a few times <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good thing we didn't snag him because... i tried to hook him up yeah exactly yeah. did you i did but it didn't so who's your new bass player new bass player is paul lyon and how's uh, that working out it's working out great good excellent good good. good yesterday yeah in fact we did this jam yesterday that he wrote that uh, went over pretty well so excellent all he's right. already a important member of the band i want to ask you guys you guys are all uh workhorses you like to get out there and be on stage and play live uh, but uh you know it's summertime so uh what uh fun stuff have you got to do during the summer have you had any time off to take it easy and do anything cool <laughs> I went down to the we went down to Westport for a long weekend and got sunburnt and had some crabs. The sun came out in Westport. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, and then the chemtrails started. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and then we were flabbergasted. We were walking down, actually we were walking around the street in Westport, pointing it out to people, and they were. Going, what, what the heck is that? <laughs> Chem, chembos were in the sky. The yeah. nine. It was it was pretty crazy. So you went to Westport. Any of you guys? Anybody else do anything fun? You guys travel? You guys take some time off? Oh, this guy has a story. Sh- travel. He has a story. Oh wait, didn't you go to? Where'd you go to Vegas? Oh, actually, I went to Cabo. Oh, Cabo. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you found your way back in, huh? Uh, barely. I mean, it's it's really it was a good time, and it was it's a bit of a blur. Um, <laughs> Did you go to uh, Did you go to the the Cabo Wabo place? The uh, um, I did not go El to Squid Hagar's. Uh, we were right by there, but uh, Hagar's place. I've been there before, and it's all right. And Squid Rose, it's all right. But those are kind of more real touristy. You ain't kidding about and that. And they're real trappy. And so, I mean, I I checked them out, but I don't really dig those spots. I kind of just like like the low key yep. spots. So that's where we hang, and then on the beach and in the pools and. One thing I can say is one night I drank some uh, some brew they have down there that's, uh, let's just say, supposed to act like an aphrodisiac. And, uh, <laughs> it was pretty wicked. It tasted like uh, the old yellow triaminic. But anyway, uh, I drank a bunch of that, and we went down the road, and uh, we found a place that I think it was uh, two, uh, one beer, one shot, like $5. So after... I don't know, five rounds of that. I was uh, sleeping on the bathroom floor for <laughs> a while that night. and uh, Seeing anyway. visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are fun nights in Cabo for sure. All right, All well, right. Sure. our guest today, Legend of Bigfoot, and, of course, uh, Big Wheel Stunt Show, who's also on the bill. Go through that lineup again. Who's playing again on Saturday? Bandolier, 
Blanco Bronco, Vallis, The Legend of Bigfoot, and Big Will Stunt Show. It's an amazing show, folks, and it's all free. It's right here in Tacoma at Hell's Kitchen. Starts at 8. It is The Legend of Bigfoot CD release party. Five bucks for a uh, four-song self-titled EP. It's well worth it. You guys going to get that up on the internet at some point? Sure. Yeah, mm, okay. probably just like. But a, for you right know, now, everybody head to the show. A week or two after the, you know, the CD release. Yeah, everybody are, so head we'll, to the show. We'll have them autograph there. it. It's going to be worth some dough sometimes. So, everybody, thanks for coming in, and we will be there, and we will see you on Saturday. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank thanks. you. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. Always good to see our brothers in the <laughs> South Sound. Yeah. Uh, Big Wheel Stunt Show and the Legend of Bigfoot. We love those guys. Yeah, great. They drank great us guys. out of house and home. That's, that's but that's cool. that's cool because we like beer shopping. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, there's plenty of pop left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of them. Water. Touched, nobody touched the pop. It was all beer and, uh, and beer some, and some rum going around. And beer and beer. That's good, good times though. Wow. Man. And that's the first time Evan's been in here. Yeah, and it was good to have him in. Yeah, but I yeah. thought he. I saw him go out to his car, get a sleeping bag. He's going to be moving uh, yeah, in. That's Is, cool. Yeah, he that's he all right. You got to get introduced to the cave. So There's that's why. plenty of room in here. No, we love Big Wheel Stunt Show. Love the Legend of Bigfoot. Those are some uh, some good friends of ours. And I'm telling you, folks, if you have not seen either of them live, you really got to check them out. And this Saturday is the time to do it because it's a free show, man. Show up, and instead of paying the cover. Five bucks, lay down five bucks, get the EP yeah. from the Legend of Bigfoot, take yeah. it home, and uh, take a little trip, man. Take a little odyssey, because their music will take you there. All right, thanks to those guys. Now, there's another band that we got hip to when we were at Sweet Kiss Mama's CD release party. These guys opened up for them. I honestly had not heard of them. Jeff Hamill really talked him up, the lead singer from Sweet Kiss. Uh, you got to check these guys out. We saw them. We were blown away. They're extremely talented. <laughs> They're from Port Angeles, which you don't hear much. Bands from Port yeah. Angeles is a sentence that doesn't go over too well. Maybe they're the only one. They might be. I don't know. PA, yeah. But they, uh, you know, they took the drive out here and uh, spent some time with us, which was really nice because they have a big gig coming up at uh, the Sky Church at the EMP during Bumper Shoot, and they'll talk about that. And then they're heading out of town. They're moving to nashville so right. possibly laying the foundation to uh, be national who knows oh huh? man you never Hopefully. know all right we had a conversation with the lonely h and here's how it sounded all right everybody our third guest on the big program today the little podcast that could is the lonely h a great band out of port angeles washington which is something that we don't say that often on our program uh, but they are a stellar band indeed we saw these guys open for Sweet Kiss Mama during their uh, CD release party, which was uh, several months ago now. They are just about to get out of here. They're heading to Nashville for bigger things. And kudos to them for that and the best of luck. We have Mark and Ben here with us. You guys, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks, thanks for having, having us. Awesome. Uh, Lonely H now out of Port Angeles. <laughs> like I said, that's not that's a funny thing to say. That's yeah. not like the yeah. rock mecca of uh, the Northwest. But you guys have really made some inroads for yourselves. Now, tell us, tell us how did you guys? I assume you all grew up in Port Angeles. Tell us about the evolution of Lonely H and growing up in Port Angeles. Um, so, yeah, growing up in Port Angeles is obviously not much to do. You know, it's a beautiful place, but when you're young, you don't really know how to take advantage of that. You don't have a car, and um, so you know, uh, you're always looking for something to do. There's bowling. There's a movie theater. Uh, a lot of ferry trips to BC. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, not too many. You know, Victoria's just a little tourist trap. It's right. too expensive. Um, 
There's so way too much money up the there. <laughs> Beer's the good though. Hurricane Ridge, right? Hurricane Ridge is great. Yeah, the Ride river. We got the park. The rivers, yeah. the lakes. It's park. beautiful out there. Yeah. But uh, you know, just hanging around in in the town itself, not much to do. So Eric and Ben just started jamming. Eric was on guitar. Ben had just started on drums. You know, so they threw me in choir in seventh grade uh, without me knowing until I saw it on my schedule. And uh, so I said that I could sing, even though I couldn't. <laughs> but uh, I just kind of learned to along the way, you know. Uh, for the first couple of years, my voice hadn't dropped yet, so I was just singing like, singing like a girl, just kind of yelping and yeah, prepubescent kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just as we went along, I just progressed, and we realized that we were actually in like it. So this actually lonely age in its infancy started like in junior high. Yeah, Eric and I were. Uh, well, we were all, I guess. In, seventh grade mm -hmm. and then kind of that summer we uh mark and johnny eric's brothers came up and started playing and, and who are you guys listening to at home during this time like during this time who, who's who's influencing you who, who's who are you playing on your uh your cd player or, or who are you listening to on the radio that I, you're like i i we want to play some rock and roll I don't know. when we got started i don't yeah. know if we want to yeah divulge that but um <laughs> well, i was really into nirvana. nirvana was my band at that time yeah, yeah of course um nirvana i don't even remember it was a weird time we listened to hives you know well, that was back oh, when yeah. all the the bands the had just kind of yeah. came out yeah but I was I was a confused kid. I didn't know. I, for for some reason, like in fifth grade, I thought my favorite band was Collective Soul. It's in Matchbox <laughs> Twenty, you know. Those were some popular bands uh, at the time, though. Yeah, no, sure. Uh, but as it went on, you know, maybe a year later, Weezer's Blue Album was the album for us. You know, right. so our first record when we were fourteen, fifteen, sounds a lot like that. You know, and harmonica and acoustic guitar and you know just big power chords and mm -hmm. simple tunes. But uh. And the Beatles, you know, were always there. They were always my favorite band, like, ever since I was a little kid. Like, it was just, there was never any question about it. I was just like, yeah, the Beatles, of course, they're the best band ever. Like, they, <laughs> it will always be like that. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of in a lower tier. You you like them, but the yeah. Beatles Beatles, be yeah. Beatles are magic. Everybody else is just really great. You so know, you guys are junior high. You're getting together. You're kind of learning your chops and uh, kind of forming yourself as a band. When did you guys, what was the first, like, big show you guys played where you were like yeah i think we could go somewhere with this probably when we did the sound off and someone said that we were good and that was in 04 i think yeah uh, and uh yeah winter of 04 we entered this uh the sound off which is the battle of the bands at the emp sky church oh okay so uh yeah it wasn't our idea i think colin's brother our guitarist at the time one of our guitarists at the time just was like, hey, you guys should uh, make a little demo and send it over there. And they're like, okay, if you say so. That sounds kind of fun. Right. And then, I don't know, they saw some originality in it. And we just kind of went over. It was our first show in Seattle. was at the Sky Church. And <laughs> PA being such a small town, they're like, oh, my God, big boys make a big, you know. <laughs> Headlines uh, Small in the town paper. boys. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A couple front pages. And we were just, you know, we were living the highway. <laughs> we're gods. <laughs> yeah, it's like we got oh, invited, yeah. invited like popular parties and shit. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, we were cool for a little while. And for, just, a second, yeah, just a second. Well, it's all and everybody, after that. everyone needs to go to your website. The the it's called lonelyhband.com and go through the photos of these guys, the photo history of this band because you don't have. I mean, some of you know 
Ben, you have the long hair still, but Mark, yours is cut, and several of you. But for a period, you guys had like really long hair, yeah. and you had the total sort of sixty, late sixties through seventies kind of uh, rocker look. Almond Brothers, Zeppelin, yeah. and we the Who, Bell Bottoms, yeah. cool. the Bell Bottoms, still going exactly they're, they're for that same same look. So, so have yeah. you guys been transformed now by the uh, Twilight thing or what? Oh, yeah. very much so. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much this whole new record is going to be it's like all a Twilight. concept record about vampire love. So. Yeah, no, the long hair look was no, no. Uh, really great. I can imagine if you guys, uh, if your PE teacher would have been Leonard Skinner, he would have hated you. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's listen to uh, a song by the Lonely H. This is off of uh, their latest CD. This is titled The Singer. the cd concrete class that is the singer our guest today the lonely h yeah that is very nice now that's got the feel of uh eagles an american band that might be just a tick under the beatles but uh <laughs> they're definitely up there yeah the eagles for sure my number two yeah yeah i want to ask you guys uh and this might be kind of a really good question considering it's going to go be directed to you two guys but uh oh, you're giving, um, eric, yourself, giving yourself props on your question no already? no because no <laughs> let me get let me get to my point here eric and johnny aren't here so you got the brother dynamic in your band right we do right. so that can be really good you know in the case of like acdc earth wind Black and fire crows. well the don't rush me now <laughs> and in the case of the black crows uh right. oasis the kinks, it can be not so good sometimes. So from your guys' perspective, how is that brother's dynamic? Um, it, I think it's really great to have them. You know, uh, speaking on non-musical terms, you know, when we're sitting around a bar and Ben and I go up against the Whitman brothers playing pool before we go on stage, that's when the brother dynamic is not favorable to us. <laughs> it's absolute <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, they have the exact same mind. Yeah, no, and they're so just so like, they're both plotting out right shots. there to right there and then... Yeah, they're they're unstoppable. Yeah, and everything they do together, sports wise, any sort of game, it's just like, oh, it's the brothers. So might as well just not play it. Like, yeah, they think the same way when it comes. Yeah, they're both very smart. It's a, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, um, but between them in the band, it's the a good band. dynamic. It is a very good dynamic. Good. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're talking about Oasis, you know, they're not the 
Eric and I write the songs together, so you don't have that clash of egos, you know. Johnny just adds, Johnny's sitting in the back, he's grooving, he's smiling, he writes some killer bass lines, and we let him write the killer bass lines, and, uh, you know, every once in a while we'll throw in our own, uh, our own ideas for what we want him to play, but he adds pretty much his own unique flavor to it all, and it all just meshes really well, musically. So you guys have three uh, CDs, qualms. and the first one was released in 2006, which was Kick Upstairs, and then you had Hair, and the latest one is Concrete Class. Tell us about your uh, maturing process from the first CD to now and what you are looking at uh, for your next project, because you guys obviously are heading to Nashville. I, I assume you have some ideas in mind. Tell us about your progression as a band in songwriting, in music, and, and all of that, are you guys taking a, a right turn, going somewhere different? T tell us all about your your just your musical influence and how you guys see yourself as a band. Okay, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a right turn necessarily. Maybe just a little bit of a diagonal. You know, that's what every album is. I mean, if you go keep treading water, nobody's going to want to hear that. Uh, but uh, you know, from Kick Upstairs, we were we were really young. We were writing song. We were writing schizophrenic tunes. We're like, okay, now let's just all break it down into a staccato piano, you know, like <laughs> Day in the Life. But we were fourteen. It's not going to sound like Day in the Life. Um, but yeah, now today I think our songwriting is a little more cohesive. I mean, we got a better ear for what a, a song should sound like, you know, arrangement wise, and uh, and and lyrically, I feel like I'm actually writing cohesive, you know, lyrics, you know, with actual points to be made. <laughs> um, no, they're very good. Uh, I've listened to several off of the Concrete Class, and you guys definitely are seem to be wiser than your age. It's uh, there's some some deep lyrics in there that you know it, it causes you to think, and it's from life experience that seems to me like you know you guys almost seem too young to have experienced. Well, especially with Concrete Class. Yeah. Well, from starting in like 2008, like in just the year 2008, we spent about eight to nine months of that year on the road touring. And so it's just, I guess it got to the point where we had lived a lot of life for how young we were. Yeah. By the time we were like 20 years old, we'd already done about five or six national tours. And yeah, so I mean, obviously I'm on the record cover, there's a, I mean, I know it's kind of a cliche with running on empty, but it was, there's just a big highway because that's really what that was our, you know, that was our road record. Well, I'm looking at your website right now and <clears throat> The some of the dates that you have up, it's like Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee. I mean, these guys have been all over. Yeah, road warriors. You guys in a van sure. rolling through, uh, just yeah. rolling across the country, or how's yeah. that working? Through on uh, 150,000 miles since we got it back in uh, 07 for our first tour. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's years. listen to another track. Uh, our guest today, Lonely H, Concrete Class, is the album Cold Blues. Be the name of this tune.
All right, name of the song is Cold Blues, Lonely Ages, the band. Uh, Joe, what do you think about that, man? That's, That's great. Isn't That's... that like a flat? I mean, seriously, it kind of flashes us back a little bit. It does. It's really well-rounded. The backup vocals on it are really great. Yeah, that's just got a really nice feel to it. So uh, now I'm looking at your website you. uh, again, and uh, I noticed you guys played at the Gorge Amphitheater, and it says, with three gigantic classic rock bands. Yeah, Live Nation wouldn't let us say their names. <laughs> really? It's like, yeah. oh, who else is playing that night? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Dead, the Almond Brothers, and the Doobie Brothers. So. And you guys opened for that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we just, did. Yeah, exactly. We played a side stage, but yes, yeah. So we that's just what we tell everybody, of course. Well, of course, yeah, absolutely. You get back headline paper in the Port Angeles, you know. So tell us about that experience because there's not a lot of what we call local bands or the independent bands, bands that are coming up that get an opportunity like that. Uh, we did have a band in here that did open for Tom Petty, and you know they told us about that. But tell us your experience rolling into the gorge and setting up and knowing that. Those three mega bands are on the bill. Well, it was. Uh, Should we sugarcoat it? <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> tell the truth. Okay, so we were we played Band Oregon the night before that, and we had to be at the Gorge at like ten thirty a.m. So we're like, oh, well, th- there was wow. all these girls that were like, you want to hang out? We're like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was absolute terrible timing on that. Because what's the what's the trip from Bend? Is that that's got to be like six hours? Right? Yeah, six or seven hours. So yeah. we left there. Realized we didn't have enough money because we had to pay for our own sound guy and sound system. because At lo- the gorge? At the gorge. And then we're like, fuck, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> we scrounge up as much money as we can by Hit calling the our parents. <laughs> you know? And they're like, okay, we can put some money in your account or whatever. And right. so we get there. We've hardly slept. You know, not really at all. Right. Get there. They we have, have s- to wait around for like an hour. They still camping out there, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. I think we were all pretty drunk by the end of the night. We just slept on the ground. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they they wire you guys for money. Yeah, and so we get we there. The we tank. have to wait. We show up at the gate, and we're like, "Yeah, we're playing on the side stage." And the dude, nobody knew just, just really, that we really were ignorant coming. dudes. You guys are like on, down. on scooters. They're like, oh, "Who are you? What? What are you talking about?" There's we are band. lonely eight. <laughs> we're the lonely eight, bitch. Yeah. 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 And this dude's like, "I don't know where I'm going, but just follow me." <laughs> And so we follow him he just, back. He goes into the Columbia River and he, no. <laughs> and then he He's a drug runner. Yeah. We wait around for like an hour and a half for the sound guy. And so we just decide, you know, fuck it. Let's just Are you guys relax, the only ones playing a little the, bit. You're the only ones playing on the side stage? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Only and they didn't have the you guys stage. listed. They had nothing ready set no, up. No, of no course. rock star you know, treatment. They, they no. just thought the fact that we had the opportunity was enough for us. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, Maybe we can make some more money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, All right, it, well, no, it's absolute bullshit. But we got a, uh, we got to see the show, and the doobies were awesome for free. Nice. You got to see yeah, the doobies were, awesome. and we got any, to bring uh, <laughs> did two they pay friends you? each. That was cool. No, any, no, any interaction no. with uh, any of the bands that were playing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, we weren't allowed close to backstage. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. that feeling. All right. Well, I want to uh, tell everybody that on September fifth at the Bumper Shoot, which is a big event here in Seattle. Uh, at the Sky Sky Church, which is over at the EMP, Lonely H will be playing. Hopefully, you get better treatment there and treated like some rock stars. You guys are returning to well. returning to the scene of the crime where you guys went for your uh, the competition. We, we've done yeah. a few times, but yeah, it's always fun playing there. I mean, when you have a big 
60 foot tall burning elephant behind you <laughs> that's what we had last time yeah. I'm I sure. mean it, it doesn't get better than that <laughs> does that ever freak you out that that is, too yeah. I just don't look you <laughs> know? I, I kind of go into a trance and I just yeah, you get my distracted just arms like start flailing shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the old uh, crocodile and I haven't been in the crocodile since they've upgraded it since they reopened it's but they used to have some weird nice snakes and stuff hanging from the ceiling and I know if I was at a certain show and in a certain state of mind I'd start getting freaked out <laughs> yeah, certain, yeah. yeah that's a nice way to put it uh i want to ask you guys i was listening to the radio the other day right and now i don't know if anybody listens to the radio anymore i do we listen to uh, the northwest conversion zone yeah okay so <laughs> uh joe walsh's life's been good to me comes on uh-huh. and you know it's an okay song but i thought that is one song i do not have to ever hear again yep. is there a song that you guys would never have to hear again, whether <laughs> it's, it's something that gets played or since you guys do covers, the, the the obligatory covers that you have to play that you would say, I hope we never have to play that again. Yeah. Uh, we ha- Ben and I had this conversation on the way over. Like We used to listen to 92.9 Classic Rock all the time, and they never changed the playlist. 102.5, 95.7. It's all the same it's songs. It's the same songs. The so many hit. other good classic rock Dream songs on. that they could play. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Life's been good. Rocky Mountain Way, you know. They play the Eagles, I keep that on. They play the Beatles, I keep that on. But I can't listen to it anymore. I can't. Like, I'd rather actually have some faith in modern music and try to find these little corners where good music still is. It's just not nearly as popular as it was 30 years ago, which is different from the outlook I had on it two years ago. I'm like, ah, oh, modern music, fucking vinyl, vinyl all the way. There's really good music being made these days, but um, I can't listen to classic rock. If I want to listen to classic rock and listen to the stuff they don't play on the radio, I'm just going to get my record collection out. The yeah. Lost Classics. Yeah, do it yourself. Yeah. All right, Lonely H, our guest today. Let's listen to another track. This is co- titled Digging a Hole. Off of their album Concrete Class. name of the song is digging a hole lonely h is the band go to their website lonelyhband.com the name of the album is concrete class now i know we can order it off of your website is this where else are you guys where else can we find the cds itunes amazon the two cd babies. baby 
I and probably then see yeah, all the no, I don't gear. think we've done that yet. Okay, no. but but iTunes is a big one and Amazon for sure and off the website. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then um, you know, go up to Seattle, hit your local, local record shop. You guys like in Sonic Boom some, yeah. or uh, an Easy Street? Yeah. And stuff right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, Art. good. Yeah, great, great. Way to go, guys. Silver platters, too. All right, let me ask you real quick before we have to wrap this up. You guys are heading off to Nashville in a couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, you know, not too long after you play your uh, basically your farewell show uh, at the bumper shoot, and maybe you guys are on the road. What do you guys see for yourselves? When you hit Nashville, uh, that's a, you know, there are a lot of bands, you know, pack up and leave, and there's success stories, and then there's a lot of stories of, guys who come back and you know just didn't happen what's your goal what's your mindset heading into this and and where do you guys see yourselves in like five years five years maybe uh three more records uh we're just gonna go down there and uh pretty much the whole time we've just been absolutely set on uh making good records and becoming a really really tight live band just become becoming better vocally performance wise live uh, in the studio and um, we're gonna go down there we're gonna make a record and we're gonna tour and we're gonna uh, we're just gonna keep doing it hopefully more fans start listening and um, you know we just we just progress organically through the years but um, yeah we're, I mean we have this this set idea and we're just gonna we're gonna create our own reality Do you have a time there. limit for going down there like if we haven't done you know some goals if we haven't hit this mark and a year, two years, or whatever, we're coming back, or you haven't just even just thought about fluid. it, really. No, no, really thinking. It's just like, time. let's go there. Let's go down there and, and make work a record. Our ass off. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> yeah. You know, go there, tour, and make a record. I think it's really uh, as far as we're thinking ahead. All right. Well, here's a question but, for you, uh, real quick, and then uh, Big Joe. All right. Uh, you guys are hanging out. You, you, you go down there and you record a record. You do a little touring and so forth, and you're all hanging out uh, at home one day, and your fantasy band calls up and says we want you to tour with us you be our opening act who's on the other line who's calling you fantasy arcade fire <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's my, that's my band arcade like, fire days, yeah. calls you up and says let's go oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you would pay for it i don't imagine that happening but yes you never know um, yeah lastly for me uh i watched the video barbara and uh great song but i wanted to ask uh Who's riding the sh the Schwinn Stingray? <laughs> and uh, can I have it? Uh, Johnny's. I, that's Johnny's grandma's bike. I think it's actually a woman's bike. If you look at it, it slants down. You know, for the for the ladies. But um, I, it had a flat tire, so you could tell he's behind the whole time. <laughs> right, right. And it's a little. It'd be. I think it'd be a little too small. It uh, was even too small for him. I think that. But it was a Stingray, right? It was a Stingray. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was an authentic Schwinn Stingray. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have that very bike cool. on a a, a t shirt. Maybe we can get you a T-shirt. All right, that All would right. do. All yeah, right, it's got to be big. All right, <laughs> our, yeah. our our guest today, the Lonely H. Everybody, check them out. LonelyHBand.com. Check them all out. Also, September fifth at the Big Bumper Shoot uh, Music Festival up in Seattle. They're playing the Sky Church, which is, of course, at the EMP. Hey, we want to thank you guys so much for coming in. Best of luck in Nashville. Thanks and, so much. And uh, when you guys hit it big, don't forget us. I hope you guys will check back in and uh, let us yeah, know definitely. how you're doing. Nope, we will. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having Great. us. Great. Thanks, Mark. Thank Ben. Lonely Age. All right, I want to thank Mark and Ben for coming in from the Lonely Age. <laughs> and uh, what do you guys... Seriously, though, wasn't that some... That's some throwback stuff. Yeah. 
those guys are young guys, but they're heavily influenced by the stuff that we cut our teeth on. Yeah. But they're doing their own thing, and it's got a touch of that flavor. But uh, um, they pull it all together, and it really comes out nice. I wonder if they ever played a show with the Perry Acker Band. Because that would be a good show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, lot, like, it's very similar. It's like they could be related, too. <laughs> yeah, they could, man. <laughs> they all look like family. <laughs> Jeez, man. Mark, what, is he, what did he say? He was six foot six. He towered yes. over everybody in the cave. Yeah. yeah, he even made Wonder Boy look short. Yeah, yeah. so you have to check out the picture because That's we all right. got dwarfed by the, the Lonely the, Eight. The roadie's got to get that mic check right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, go check those guys out. And uh, they're going to be at the uh, bumper shoot. September 5th, Sky Church, EMP, and uh, I think that's it. Then they're heading out of here. So maybe when they come back in town, we'll have them on. If, uh, if they get in touch with us, that'd be stellar. All right, well, hey, have you ever thought or wondered about that band, movie, TV star, or local celeb and thought to yourself, I wonder where they are now? Well, to answer those questions is our own Professor Emeritus of the Forgotten and Obscure, the man the big mound of sound, Rockter J. Right. Well, unless you've been living under a rock or know nothing about rock and roll. Did he say Houston in there? He did. That is what Journey a stud. Live from Houston, 1981. Yes. So uh, anyhow, this week's Whatever Happened To is about Steve Perry. And uh, some smarter people than me, Brian May of Queen, uh, has said that Steve Perry, he is truly a luminous singer, a voice in a million. Rolling Stone ranks him number 76 in the 100 greatest singers of all time. Wow. And our old buddy Randy Jackson, yes, that Randy Jackson, <laughs> dog said, yeah, dog <laughs> said, other than Robert Plant, there's no singer in rock that comes close to Steve Perry. And wow. laying the rumors to rest about Perry's voice, because a lot of people have said he doesn't got it anymore. Yeah, That's why he's whatever. not doing it. But uh, he said, I just saw him not long ago, and he still has the golden voice. So 
little background on Perry. He was the vocalist, of course, on, on all nine of Journey's albums. Uh, the, the one went to number one uh, of all time, but, or excuse me, I was going to say I won't list them all, but Escape went to number one on the Billboard charts. So why isn't Steve in Journey, you ask? Did I hear you say that, Double D? Yeah, you did. I yeah. thought you did. Well, <laughs> he was thinking it. <laughs> well, that's right. He was telepathically <laughs> sending it to me. Well, I'll give you the answer. In 96, while hiking in Hawaii, Perry injured his hip. He was diagnosed with a degenerative, I'm a degenerative, yes, you know, uh, hip condition that required hip replacement. Uh, he didn't want to rush into it and made the band wait for two years. And uh, Neil Schoen and Jonathan Kane presented an ultimatum to Perry and said, hey, get the surgery going or else. He chose or else. So uh, at that point, he uh, was out on his own. He quit the band. So what's he been doing since 96? He had Oh, Sherry. Yeah, well, that was double platinum. Yep. Uh, it was called Street Talk. He had the surgery in 98, so he's been doing okay. Uh, in 2005, he was back in the news when the White Sox adopted Journey's Don't Stop Believing yep. as their team anthem. As a result, the Sox asked him to attend the World Series where they swept the Astros in four. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I knew you'd like Fly that. Live from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. We got some Houston connections oh, going on there. God. Uh, he was back in the news as the producers of The Sopranos wanted to use Don't Stop Believing to close out the finale yes. of The Sopranos. And Perry insisted he know how the show end because he didn't want it playing over a slaughter of the main characters and he's a big fan of the show so basically it was let me know how it ends or you don't get the songs right. best tv show so, ever so the producers relented and let him know the ending um currently perry said in a radio interview in february of this year that he has been writing new material that he would soon be recording some of it, and he misses the thrill of uh, performing live. So uh, Journey fans are holding out hope for his return because he said at Journey's uh, star ceremony on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that the tensions between him and the rest of the band had subsided. Um, he also stated that, uh, and this is a quote from him, never say never unless you mean never, nevertheless. <laughs> so Steve, <laughs> this is Big Joe saying, Take the money, the big boat loads of yes. money that they will give you when you come back. Get together with the rest of the guys know, and man. come back, please. I have mixed feelings on that. I don't know if I'd rather see him come back with Journey or see him come back as a solo act because I saw Journey when he was with them and it was amazing. Then I saw Journey several years ago when they had the lookalike, right. not, not the Asian guy. And the guy was good. Oh, he was amazing. But see, Neil Schoen, that's the problem with that band. He's a talented guy and he's an amazing guy, but he's got an ego like you can't believe. And if anybody gets a little more popular or a little more press or whatever than him, he will shut them down in a heartbeat. And that's what happened to the Steve Perry lookalike guy. Right. Everyone was like amazed by this guy. He looked like him, sounded like him. It was like seeing Steve Perry all over again, and they kicked him out. Yeah, well, I'm still held, holding out hope because to see him reunite, and you know, just what it would be. I mean, they give him boatloads of money. Why uh, wouldn't they do well, it? Well, I'd pay to go see it. I, I would. Mean, me too. So They were the kings of my high school crossed. proms and everything Yeah, else. and I'll tell you about the old journey from my time. You put a little journey on with the girls of my time. And, <laughs> it's all you over. You know, a few margaritas. Good and yeah, night, Irene. Good, thing, good things might happen. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we got to wrap this up, man. It's been a long show. Uh, I want to tell you about next week we have Kevin Hampton award-winning sports writer from uh, Oregon who's going to come in and join uh, the podcast team for the afternoon and we're going to talk football because it's coming dun, dun, up. Dun, dun. Also a great 
uh, act also out of Seattle, but they're more in the hip hop realm. Lacosa, and you want to check these guys out. Yes. It's not it's not the hip hop you think. These are some stellar individuals, and like they're like the International League of Rappers. Yeah, Romanian, a Russian, uh, some the, U.S. guy. It's, it's the just, United Nations. Yeah, it's great stuff. So, all right, thank you everybody for listening. We want to thank the Crying Spell, uh, Legend of Bigfoot, Big Wheel Stunt Show, and the Lonely H for stopping in today. We're out of here. Let's listen to some Lonely H going out. This is titled Girl from Jersey. I'm Big D. This is Big Joe. I'm Double D. This is the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together. We'll see you next week, folks. School's about to start.
looking for a girl to call my own. I've been searching around this old town. I've been getting old. This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.